welcome to the Black and White Podcast. I'm Denise Pass with my wonderful, fantastic... <laughs> I, to, I, always, I always want to embellish a little bit on this. I pay her really well to say all these things. <laughs> Humble <Aww. laughs> co-host Angela Donadio. And this month, we are focusing on a biblical response to the pro-abortion stance. Sometimes, when we seek to understand what is really going on, the spiritual truth behind what we see in the flesh, we are able to diffuse the lies. The scripture for this episode is taken from Ephesians 6, verse 12, the New International Version. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Angela, I think what makes these discussions so difficult is we pit people against people. But our battle is not really against people. It is a spiritual battle. That's so true, Denise. And arguments can sound fine, but they don't really affect or move people's hearts. Mm. And we were just discussing it a second ago when we were off um, mic is that our culture doesn't even know how to have a dialogue anymore. Mm. It just knows how to debate. And we're, we're debating. We're trying to make our point. We're, we're no longer listening or listening empathetically like Caleb yes. talked about last month. So when we're just trying to make an argument, then we're just trying to prove our point, but it doesn't necessarily do anything to touch the heart of the person we're talking to. And contrary to that, if our hearts are open, we can go to God's Word as to ask where life begins and whether or not abortion is wrong. The, the Bible should be our filter for these conversations. Yes. We can't just use our own opinions. In Matthew 1, verse 23, says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son. And Mary had a child in her, and a term used for a living being. Then in Exodus 23, verse 7, it just point blank says, Do not kill the innocent. And abortion is killing. There's really no other way that we can say that. It's ending a life of an innocent human being. I was thinking when I was reading that, Denise, about Mary, um, that, you know, while she was pregnant, she went to visit her cousin Elizabeth, and it said that the baby leapt in the womb, Mm -hmm. and that Elizabeth recognized, even in the womb, that this was the Messiah. And that it also says that John, her son, was filled with the Spirit in the womb. So the Bible is unequivocally clear that life begins in the womb. Mm, So good. You know, God's Word speaks to the issues today, and sometimes we need to investigate to see why there's such a push towards something that is clearly wrong in Scripture. At the root of every sin is the boastful pride of life, the lust of the eyes, or the lust of the flesh. What am I talking about? Well, it says in 1 John 2, 16, For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The boastful pride of life is a significant reason I think abortions are sought after. We are afraid of the shame we will receive for an unwanted pregnancy, perhaps, or think we know better and can make the decision of life. That's a scary position to be in. What do you think are some other root sins behind abortion? Well, I also think fear is a big reason that women seek out an abortion, Denise. Either there's fear over the health of the infant or fear over... How am I going to provide for this baby or fear of rejection? I think of maybe a, a teenage girl or a young college student who's afraid to tell their parents or, 
you know, maybe they're not in love with the man that they were sleeping mm-hmm. with. There's just so many different reasons. You know, fear, maybe this man's not going to stay with me. Fear is rampant. But God said his perfect love cast out all fear. Mm-hmm. So when we are afraid, we can seek to control the outcome, and it only creates more fear. Mm-hmm. Instead, we can choose to place our trust in God as the creator of life rather than our own ability to choose or control whether life should be granted or ended. We realize that we are not in the place of God to make such decisions. God can help us to trust Him even when fear overwhelms us. Oh, yes. And, you know, fear, I think, is something, it's common to man. You know, I think the number one fear is speaking in front of people. <laughs> so you and I have conquered that one. Exactly. <laughs> no, we have not. No. <laughs> but, you know, we choose to do hard things sometimes to face that fear because we know God's grace will meet us there. But I think fear of man is also such a big part of that fear. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what will man think of me? Authority is another root issue. Before I came to Christ, I did not give much thought about being under authority, but we are all under the authority of God, whether we choose to honor Him as Lord or not. Every knee will bow. We will all be accountable to the one who gave us life. This world compromises and perverts God's truth, but that does not give us a pass. We have to each choose to obey God or man. That's true, Denise. And part of authority is putting ourselves under his lordship and his control. Go back to what we just said a minute ago. I'm not God. And so when I choose to try to control put me in place of God, then I'm disobeying him and I'm I'm not trusting him. It's like mm-hmm. you said earlier, I'm looking at a future without the grace of God. Mm-hmm. And so I I try to control things in my own hands. And abortion is an ultimate act of control. It's me. I'm in control of what's going to happen with my body. And, you know, we have a lot of other options, Denise, that that should be considered before abortion is ever even yes. on the table. I mean, as women in, in the United States of America, if you're listening in the United States of America, we're afforded every possible option of health care, of, of, you know, birth control. There's so many different things that that even we shouldn't even be thinking about an abortion because we shouldn't even have to be in that position. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, that also goes back to the root of restraint, that the Bible says that sexual activity outside of marriage is a sin. Mm-hmm. So if we end up getting pregnant because of that, now we're trying to, we've just got sin upon sin upon sin, and we don't know what to do with all that sin. So if we go yeah. back to God's Word to start with and say, you know what, I'm going to choose to obey Him with my body, that's what this is. This is, I'm going to choose to let my body be a temple of the Holy Spirit and yield my body under the authority of who God is and surrender control to Him. In addition to that, Denise, we can also think of convenience being an issue and a reason that we, we may choose abortion. And we are creatures of habit and comfort, so we want to avoid things that are hard. But ending a life is just the beginning of hard. Mm-hmm. Our hardened hearts lead us astray. I love the fact that you say there's a lot of other options. You know, I chose to adopt uh, my fifth child because the Lord put on my heart because I want to do something. Mm-hmm. about this issue of, you know, abortions and unwanted children. Let me at least help one. Mm. And so I think a lot of times we are always saying, no, don't do that. But I want you to know that people are also trying to make a difference the other way. And, you know, maybe someone um, has a hard time even being able to have children. And so 
it hurts you to hear that people are willing to throw away life mm. when you can't even have a child. You know, adoption is a way to help. Um, and if people will put their child up for adoption, if you really are, are thinking it's too hard to have to raise a child, you know, that is also another wonderful thing. So, mm. But I think people resort to abortion because they feel trapped. Mm. Shame and consequences can make women feel boxed in. It feels like there's no way out. So the possibility of abortion seems good. It limits the consequences, or at least seems to. But we cannot get rid of a life and think we will not be affected by that choice. And that shame that women try to avoid, it follows them right after that abortion, too. It's something that comes back and again and again. That's so true, Denise. And I know... You know, you've written a lot about shame in your book, Shame Mm -hmm. Off You. And the last thing we want to do is see women um, burdened by shame, you know, and and drowning under shame. And we basically sometimes try to solve one problem, and then we end up creating another one. So true. I mean, I I know for myself, when I think about uh, things like abortion and what leads people to that place, it's usually by degrees. Hmm. It's one step after another. Before you know it, you're faced with this big decision, you know, and this is going to sound like a trite comparison, but this is just my life, people. So, but for me, you know, it is so hard to lose that final 25 pounds. Hmm. Yeah. And I can say it's because I have a slow metabolism. It's because I have lots of excuses, people. I mean, I could pull them all out, but I won't. (laughs) I'll spare you that. But at the end of the day, there is a lust of the flesh or a lust of the eyes underneath that that is making me say, I really want that chocolate cake. Mm. It's worth it to me. I may not eat much in a whole course of a day, but I don't, the bottom line is, I don't, my body doesn't require as much as it used to. Mm. And I haven't wanted to adjust to that. And so I think a lot of times when people make decisions that are choices for sin, um, we can try to make it look prettier. We can try to say, this is just the way it is. Mm. This is what I have to do. But we don't have to. I have dear friends who had abortions, and they suffered so much for that decision. But there is another way. And these friends right now, They've turned that regret into helping other women not make the same mistakes. So you don't have to go around with guilt if you made that mistake. You can be forgiven and then let God use you to help others not make that same choice. Serving at pro-life pregnancy centers to help women understand that they are not trapped, that the decision for life is a beautiful one, and God will meet them at that place and help them, that the avoidance of pain will actually bring more pain, helps women to understand and be informed as they make that decision. That's so true, Denise. I was actually thinking as you were saying that about uh, author and speaker Lisa Turkhurst, the founder of Proverbs 31 Ministries, and she's been open about an abortion she had earlier on in her life. And I was actually in Israel with her, and she shared that message um, on Mount Arbel and filmed that, and we all just sat there listening. And um, I don't think there's a dry eye on that mountain because she was very candid about, you know, we don't just wake up one day, Denise, and decide we're just going to make this life-altering decision. It's one decision, one small decision at a time. And you said that a minute ago, and that was basically what she said. And it was one decision that led to another decision that led to a decision for her to spend the night with her boyfriend, that led to her being pregnant, that led to an abortion. And so if we can if we can back up and see when God is putting those red flags and, and the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is speaking to our heart 
And and when we it's when we don't listen, it makes his voice harder to hear, and we just keep pushing forward on our own rights and our own agenda, and we end up with a broken heart. Mm-hmm. And now she's using a very painful experience that she went through to speak to other women. And so I thought about that as you were sharing mm-hmm. that. And you know, this is a national, you know, international leading leader of women, and she's candid about a situation that that she regrets and no one should live a lifetime of regret Mm. and we've all done things that we regret and so I just want to speak to anyone today who may be wrestling with regret that you um, you can be free from that and that Christ died so that we don't have to live with shame and regret we can live free in the identity so the raw truth is that no reason we have could ever be good enough to end a life The radical grace is that God is able to help us see when we are blinded by lies. And the real hope is that God can change hearts and use us to save innocent children and to heal His children. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth. 